Welcome to season two of the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church, where we talk about what it's like to be a Christian Monday through Saturday, to be a person of faith in a culture against faith. So let's talk about reading more. Let's do it. <laughs> First of all, what does reading more actually mean? Yeah, that's a good question. I think what most people mean when they do this as a New Year's resolution is mm-hmm. they want to read more books. Right. Um, I think we all, excuse me, I think we all read. Yeah, um, to some degree. Yeah, but I think for most of us, it's like reading related to work. Mm-hmm. It's reading emails. It, it's it's reading, reading the news. Ra- it's reading for school for some people. Random stuff on Twitter, yeah. Instagram, you know. I Random think we, articles. Yeah, I think we all read. But what I found when I was doing the research um, <coughs> is that a lot of people are wanting to get back into reading specifically because, honestly, they don't want to keep looking at a screen. Yeah. Um, and actually, like... Holding a, a physical copy. An actual book. Um, it's something very different. Um, I read lots. Um, I, I actually find it calming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it calms my nerves to actually hold a book and look at the, the words on the page. Mm-hmm. I think it's because there's not blue light in my face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, blue light statistically and scientifically has been proven to cause anxiety, mm-hmm. right? And so, if if you're looking at something and you're taking in content in this way that your brain is not used to that is not forcing blue light in in your face it kind of makes sense that it'd be calming and like it would help your anxiety i would think so i would think so um and so that's why lots of people are wanting to read more is they want to read more books be and they specifically don't want to look at a screen anymore right um now (sighs) i look i'm a huge proponent of reading Mm. Exhibit A. Um, I love to read. It's one of my favorite things. Um, so I don't care how you read. Just read. Just get more reading. Yeah. Um, and even if that, even if more reading for you means one book a year. Yeah. If it if it takes you an entire year to read one book, and that's one book more than you read last year. Fantastic. Who's to say that you're wrong for that? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we have we have different levels of reading, even amongst us. Mm-hmm. Um, My goal. I asked you, how many books is your goal to read this year? Like seven. I think. Yeah, you said seven. Um, Cohen's is like fifty. <laughs> no, mine's a hundred. <laughs> oh, oh, it's oh my! I was actually kidding. I didn't actually think it was that high. No, mine's a hundred. I haven't done this in a few years, but um, for three years I did this goal. Um, to read a hundred books in a year, uh, and I accomplished it two out of the three years that I did it. Mm. Um, now that was a long time. That was pre kids and right. a long time ago. But um, I I am a reader. I just mm. enjoy reading, um, and so I read a lot more than most people. I don't. Don't make me the litmus test. I'm a nerd. I don't really have a life. I just sit around and read books. Um, He's a scholar. I'm not a scholar. I'm just a nerd. <laughs> no, I'm not a scholar. I'm not. Uh, I'm a just, gentleman and a scholar. 
<laughs> take my what does he say? Take my uh, most valiant oh, steed. Uh, yeah, take take my most valiant steed. Uh, uh, Windcatcher, isn't that his name? His name is Windjammer. Oh, Windjammer, that's right. Wind his name Jammer. is Windjammer. It's from How I Met Your Mother. If uh, you're needing a reference there, which How I Met Your Father is out now. I don't even care. Okay, I, I'm actually quite mad about this. Well, we can talk about that off air. Yeah, I'm actually quite mad about that. But so reading new or reading more books, what I want to say is do it. Number one, kudos for you for wanting to read more. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone is ever harmed by reading. I don't think anyone is ever harmed by getting more perspectives on any issue. You're not harmed. You become armed. Ooh. You know, like, when you read, you become, like, there's pieces of it that you take. You know, whether it's, I agree with this or I disagree with this. Yeah. Right? It's You can't read and not stimulate critical thinking. Mm. Even if you're reading fiction, like there's there's still pieces of it that you're you're pulling apart, you're trying to understand. Reading forces critical thinking, which helps you formulate your own thoughts and feelings and beliefs on things. I think in an ideal world, sure, reading does that. But I do think for most people, if you were not trained in critical thinking, um I think when you read, you just become indoctrinated. Oh, and you just ex- that's you fair. either just accept what's on the page or reject it. Well, I, so for sure, for sure, for sure. If if you're one of those people that has already been indoctrinated, I think I think more people are willing to step out and see what other people have to say about things. Maybe than, than we actually give credit for. Maybe what I was more so getting at is like if you went to school pre nineteen ninety, critical thinking wasn't the oh, way wasn't we. Yeah, that's not the way we trained taught. people in education. No, um, and so if you're not trained that way, you're not going to read a book with that in mind. Yeah, I wasn't even trained. In critical thinking. I didn't start well, getting that until college. college. Yeah, yeah, until that, I got to college. But I'm I didn't talking get about that. even in ni- like before 1990. If yeah. your degree is before 1990 from college, mm. you probably were not trained in critical thinking. Yeah, no, that's fair. Now, you might do some of it. Right. Um, I think naturally humans just think critically. Maybe some better than others, but. Okay, yeah. I think There's we all think critically about things. Yeah, I would say that's probably fair. Um, so, yes, I agree with you that reading does arm us mm. um, as you quite well, uh, you. might I add, uh, said it. Thank you. Um, and there's lots of data that suggests that reading is really good for, like, your mental health mm-hmm. and just excuse me, engaging your mind that way. Yeah. Um, So there's lots of great things that come from reading. But 
just like in anything, I wouldn't get caught up on a number. Mm. Like, oh, I've got to read this many books. Mm-hmm. Um, or even this many pages or chapters a day. Right. I, I wouldn't do it that way. If it If it feels like one more task you have to do, Sometimes reading is a task, though, for school or work or something else. Like, yeah, sometimes you do have to set those goals for you to make sure you get that reading done. But if you're reading for, um, like, recreation. Yeah, if you're you're embarking on this point where you're like, I'm going to read more because I don't want to be goofing off on my phone as much. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, read something you like. Yeah. And it won't be a grind. Um, or read something you're interested in. Uh, I'm currently reading. I have four commentaries that I'm working through as we go through Acts um, here at the church. I am reading the fiction book, um, The Hate You Give. Um, fantastic book if you like fiction. I'm trying to read more fiction. I don't read enough fiction. I don't. Uh, I definitely don't read enough fiction. Um, so I'm currently reading The Hate You Give. Um, I'm also reading, um, struggling with evangelicalism, which is a fantastic book, but I just read Brian Zahn's book on deconstruction. Um, just finished Rachel Held Evans book inspired. There's a lot of different things that you can read. Um, even if like all of those, except the hate you give right are within the realm of Christian faith. But they're very different. Those commentaries over there are technical, analytical resources, yeah. sifting through Greek and ancient languages. Like, yeah, probably not most people's most people's cup of tea. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm reading several things right now that are very social work specific, and like yeah. most people would not care about. No, but. I think everyone could benefit from reading Inspired. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think everybody could benefit from reading Engaging Theology. Yeah. Um, that one, well, that one's written as an introductory level, like, college textbook. Right. Um, so, I don't think Maybe it's quite as Maybe some would accessi- enjoy it yeah. than others. I just don't know how accessible it is. Um, what I'm trying to say is any everyone would benefit from reading it. They would. Um, well... I think the content is there, but their writing styles as right. academics, it, I think I don't think it makes it as approachable. That which, I, yes, which means people are not going to want to read it. They're going to get in and go, "This is boring reading." Yeah, this feels like a college textbook, which it's because Correct. it is. This <laughs> what it is. Um, but something like Inspired, I think everyone could benefit from. Yeah. Brian Zahn's new book, "When Everything's on Fire." Um, yeah, that's a fantastic book if you're going through deconstruction of your faith. Um, I wish that book would have been, I wish I would have had access to that book nine years ago Yeah, when I started going through deconstruction. One of the books that I'm reading right now is, is Evicted by Matthew Desmond. Um, it tells a story of poverty, mm. um, in Milwaukee and it's, it's honestly, so this is a podcast about faith and culture and this is a big part of our culture right now is poverty. Like whether you want to admit it or not, poverty is there, and it's telling this story of of multiple families um, struggling. Um, I, I would I would encourage you to go read that. 
it it will pull, it will tug on your heartstrings. I guarantee it. <laughs> and it it will change your perspectives on lots of things. And that's the point about reading is gaining new perspectives, hearing new voices. If yeah, that's the other thing I would say is if if you're just going to read people that confirm how you already view the world, you're missing the joy of reading. Yeah. The ability to gain someone else's perspective. Um, That's the whole point. And challenge your own thought processes and the ways that you view and interact and engage with the world. Um, for instance, the hate you give. Um, that's also a movie. Mm. I watched the movie first. Um which is very strange because I don't really watch a lot of movies. It was just kind of one of those things that happened. Um, but I watched the movie first, and the movie is fantastic. Mm. Like in everything, I'm a reader, and so I'm just convinced the book's going to be better, right? Yeah. So the first opportunity I got to read The Hate You Give, I was like, yeah, I'm going to read it. Um, four pages in, I knew number I knew several things four pages in. Number 1 that the author is a far better writer than I could ever dream of being. <laughs> Second of all, the book was going to be leaps and bounds better than the movie. Mm. Leaps and bounds better than the movie. And number 3 I watched the movie I know exactly what those characters looked like. Yeah. I feel like I have a better picture of who they are, the way the book described them, than seeing them on the television. Mm. Um, also, just be aware, if you have seen the movie and you go read the book, the characters in the movie don't look anything like how they're written down in the book, <laughs> uh, which is kind of frustrating. But yeah. um, I, I had that experience reading The Shack for oh, so many years and then yeah. watching the movie, I was like, no, this is all wrong. Yeah, Everything yeah. Is, like, this is not how I pictured it in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I, I usually stand by the, the idea that the book is better yeah. than the movie. Um, so there's plenty of things out there for you to read. I mean, the hate you give is a fantastic book. If you're into fiction and the author of it, I think her name's Angie Thomas. Um, is what her name is. Um, she has a new book that just came out too. Mm. So there's two easy ones right there. There's also great like... Hell, one of the goals that I have this year is I want to read through the Harry Potters again. Yeah. I haven't read through Harry Potter. You know, I don't think I've ever read the last one. Mm. Um. I only own the first two. I'm going to have to go find them and buy them. But I just think that there, let me say it this way. One of the goals and benefits of reading is not just learning and being challenged, but It's it's all authors, whether they're doing it in 
a direct way or not, a direct way meaning narrative, but like they're all telling a story. They are. Um, they're all storytellers. And I think that that's the beautiful piece that you miss out on when you don't read. I think the beauty of reading is it forces you to listen. Because when we have a conversation, if I'm reading a book, I'm having a conversation with the author. Mm. But the author is the only one that has a voice that receives an ear. Mm. He doesn't, right? Whoever the author is isn't listening to my side of the conversation. If we were having that conversation in person, I, like all people, am guilty of the temptation of not really listening to the person across from me and just waiting for them to stop so I can say my rebuttal. Right. Reading forces you to listen to people. Hmm. That's interesting. That's a that's a good perspective. And in forcing you to listen, it helps you it helps you process and it helps you be a better communicator. It helps you be a better human. Because I'm convinced that the reason that we have the problems that we have in the world, let me rephrase that. The reason that we have the problems that we have in America is because we don't listen to one another. Yeah. Um, American culture is dedicated to selfish, obnoxious people, and that's who gets to the top. Mm-hmm. It's right, it's the. Whatever, um, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah. Whoever's loudest is the one that gets the attention. Like, we don't listen well. And if we continue to just, okay, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, so I'll just squeak louder. Well, that's not helping anything. That's just perpetuating a very terrible problem. Right. Reading forces us to really think about what it means to listen and digest people's thoughts and opinions outside of our own in a way that we can't stop and like interrupt their train of thought. Now I do that. You can go look through any book I've read. Uh, That's not true. I go through seasons where I don't mark books up as bad as I do sometimes, but you can go through most of the books on this shelf and you'll see, I I laugh. I put LOL in the comment, like in the margins. I have a note taking system. If it's, noteworthy and put a star next to it if it's real important and put an exclamation point next to it if it's like penultimate importance i put three exclamation points next to it um and if i agree with it i'll put a check mark <laughs> if i really agree with it i'll put three check marks um i'll write comments i'll argue i'll ask questions i'll be like no this is stupid this is not how this plays out i write it all in there so i'm definitely having a conversation Mm. the difference is is like it just forces me to listen because nobody hears my side right and most of the things especially these days most of the things i read i don't really have anybody to talk to about them yeah um and so i just i think there's a ton of benefit that comes from wanting to read more. Um, I just want you to be reading the right way. Like I want you to be reading with the right perspectives and goals in mind of listening better, 
being open to critical thinking, engaging other perspectives. Don't listen yeah. to, don't read people that have the same voice or demographic as you do. Like change, diversify yourself. Yeah. yeah. Change, change your, your reading habits, I would say. Um, and back to what you were saying, like the, the, the whole, the, the loudest person, the loudest person gets all the attention, right? Not to get too political, that was President Trump. Um, good readers are good leaders. Um, while while that has some variability in it, I would say, um, if you are a good reader and you're reading different voices, you're thinking critically about things. I don't see how that doesn't make you a good leader. Um, I, I, just, I just don't. Maybe yeah. maybe you're a different kind of leader, but I don't see how it doesn't make you. No, it definitely, if you are a good reader. If you are but, a good but, reader with good reading habits. Yeah, good is the word there. If you read a lot, that does not make you a good reader. No. Um, but if you're a good reader... I agree with the premise that it makes you a, a good, good leader. leader. Like, think about Mark Driscoll, who says that he reads a book a day. <laughs> I'm oh sorry. Nobody reads a book a day, first of all. But that man is not a good leader. No, um, he's terrible. But the other thing that I would say that I think makes a good leader, and granted, I'm young. Um, but I've, I've had my foot in some leadership capacity positions for, you know, about a dozen years now. Um, a dozen? Oh, no, about a decade, um, where I've had either volunteers that I managed or staff that I managed. Good leaders are made because they're good listeners. Everything goes back to listening. Why, why does Elon Musk have a policy at SpaceX that they call the no asshole policy? And they fire you if you're an asshole. They give you a warning, but you That's will hilarious. get fired. And his reason is because if you work for an awful person that doesn't care about you and doesn't listen to you, you're not going to want to come to work. Yeah. It's the same is true for any leader. If you don't listen to the people you're leading, what are you doing? What are you do? Are you leading at all? No. And or are you more of a drill sergeant? You know. Correct. And so, I mean, if you want to be a drill sergeant, cool. Yeah. I, I hear they're really valued in the military. <laughs> Maybe you could go be that. Um, but by and large, most of us. I think what makes a good leader for the average person is whether or not you listen to your people mm. um, and whether or not you can identify your own shortcomings um, and build a team around that. Like that's what makes a good leader and reading a diversity of opinions, reading things from a lot of different authors and broadening your perspective. All it does is make you a better listener because you're more informed when your people come to talk to you like being a good reader 
I think helps you be a good person. Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, feel free to check out our other podcasts.